0: Good afternoon, good evening, good day, good morning, whatever hell of time you're listening to this. Welcome to episode 58 of the Moyes Health Podcast. And you've heard me say that 58 times now, you poor souls. But thank you for tuning in once again. I will do my very best to motivate, to educate, to inspire, and to entertain in the next however long minutes, usually no less than 20, uh, ahead of us. And for this particular week, we are going to be touching on something called the SAID principle, S-A-I-D. And it's a very important topic, as they all are, to be fair. I think I've said that multiple times on each episode as well. It's a very important topic, this one. 58 very important topics so far. But hey, I probably wouldn't really be talking about it if it wasn't important. It's kind of the point of this podcast. If I did podcasts that weren't important or weren't valuable in any way, then I'd question what I was doing sat here. In front of, need I add, a new microphone. So I'm hoping you can pick up on the crisper tones of my voice. Probably some of you may not hear any difference whatsoever, but if you can't hear any difference, please don't tell me. Please don't tell me. I don't want to know. (laughs) I've upgraded and I'm happy with the placebo effect that it is giving me from the upgrade, but I think it's got a much better tone to it. So fingers crossed there's a, a noticeable difference between 57 and 58. Anyways, hope you're all well. And getting into the meat of this episode, the said principle, specific adaptation to imposed demand or to an imposed demand. I touched on this with my academy. This week, And within my Moise Academy, we have weekly Facebook Lives where we go into specific uh, topics surrounding fat loss. There's questions, we do Q&As, plus there's a whole wealth of support. So if you find yourself in a position, yes, this is an advert. If you find yourself in a position where you feel like you need a little bit of extra direction, a little bit of support, a little bit of accountability perhaps, then drop me a message. Instagram at Chris Moyes. Alternatively, you can just head straight to my website if you're like, fuck off, mate. Just what's the price? Uh, Just go to MoyesHealth.com. But the reason I touch on the said principle, specific adaptation to impose demand, it 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 is a fundamental component of life. Adapting to... A imposed demand is exactly what life is. Case in point, you are a baby. You are inside your mother's womb. You are curled up in a ball. And in that environment, your spine is in a permanent state of kyphosis. It is curled. You are in what's known as the fetal position. Then as you are born and the next few weeks go by, you gradually begin to uncurl. Your legs stretch out, your arms, your spine straightens because this is the position that you're meant to be in. And due to an imposed demand, i.e. it being within the womb, that's why you were curled. So your body adapted. But once your body is in a brand new environment, it uncurls, it unfurls, and it adapts to its new environment. As you grow, your brain gets bigger. It absorbs more information about the world around it. An imposed demand is placed upon it, and it adapts in the form of growth, in the form of intelligence. New neural pathways are created. And that even more so when you get to the age of walking. You stand up. You gradually put one foot in front of the other. You shift your weight. You fire different muscles, the quadriceps, the hamstrings, the glutes, the calves. They all fire. Your brain learns the pattern of walking and you begin to take your first steps. Again, by turning from a baby on all fours to a bipedal machine, you are then able to adapt to your new environment on two feet. Fast forward to adult life. I'm going a little bit deep with the uh, analogies and examples of this, but bear with me. Fast forward to adult life. As we go through school, we are constantly adapting to the imposed demand. First of an environment with people, then of an environment of peer pressure and societal norms and things we must adhere to, etc. And then, of course, probably the best example for all of us, lockdown 2020, a specific adaptation to the imposed demand of stay indoors, stay home, protect the NHS, etc. So there's just a few examples of the said principle at play not just in normal kind of biology that we all go through, but also in society, in circumstance, in COVID, etc. And being in the gym is another great example of that. The way that you develop your muscles, the way that you develop fitness, be it cardiovascular fitness, using the internal muscles of the heart, lungs, etc. Or be it from a um, external muscle perspective, well not external muscle, but you know, other muscle. I can't think of the word. (laughs) Bear with me. I am an exercise professional, I promise. Uh, The demand of lifting more weight. You lift a weight, it is heavy. Your body adapts to that. The imposed demand of that heavy weight, of that volume that you lift, your body goes, ah, couldn't quite lift that. We need to, or couldn't quite lift it for the amount I wanted to. It was quite a bit of effort. Therefore, I'm going to adapt. Your muscle's hypertrophy they create more muscle fibers, they get stronger. So you go back to the gym, you're then able to lift that weight. What must we then do to continue to progress? Well, we must increase the volume, be it the weight or the reps. And without going down that rabbit hole, that's essentially how hypertrophy works. And the same thing goes for you runners and cardiovascular junkies out there. The more you get your heart rate up, the more you place it under certain stresses, the more it will adapt a specific uh, or an imposed demand is placed upon your cardiovascular system in the form of you must work faster to supply oxygen to the muscles around my body and dissipate lactic acid and your body goes yep no problem at all okay that was a challenge i'm going to adapt so that the next time i am fitter this is a fundamental underlying principle of everything you do in your life be it with your work your career your relationships your body your mind it doesn't matter the Said principle is at play in every avenue of your life. Essentially, you could look at the weights in the gym, the volume you're lifting, the exercise that you are putting your body through. You could look at the social construct of high school. You could look at lockdown, etc. All of it. You could look at all of it as stress. And essentially, once you begin to tar all of these different areas and demands with the title stress, because that's essentially what it is, we're placing our muscles under stress in the gym, etc. I won't go down that rabbit hole again, I'll be here all day. You begin to then realize that stress isn't necessarily a bad thing. Now I know, a long time ago, back in the single digits, I did a podcast about stress and I would actively encourage you if you haven't listened to it or if you haven't listened to it recently go back i believe it's episode nine but my point here is that stress is a fundamental stress is required for growth we need to be placed in certain circumstances places where we are uncomfortable think of the last time you got out of breath you need to be in that environment for your body to progress Think of the last time you were worn out in the gym and you couldn't lift anymore. Your legs were tired. Same thing. Your body needs that stimulus to then adapt. Yes, there's nuances within it. But the general principle is we have to place you under stress for you to grow. So now look at your life. Now look at the things that you need to do from a mental perspective to grow. We tend to look at stress as such a negative thing, but it's actually quite fundamental to our growth as individuals. So many of us have succumbed to the stress of lockdown, the stress of being locked in. Habits have been created. Old habits have potentially been stirred up. We've gained what is now being dubbed as the lockdown pounds. And so we have been under that stress. And we either have or haven't adapted. Or, you know, we have adapted in good ways for those of us that have used it as an opportunity. And potentially for a lot of us, we've adapted in bad ways by creating bad habits. But nevertheless, there was an adaptation at play. The reason that I bring this to the forefront is because of a common theme that arises being a coach. A common thing that I see people do, a common excuse, if you will, that I see people use and that's work I'm not able to do it I haven't been able to get my stuff done because of work work is crazy life is crazy the kids are crazy and therefore, I'm in a situation where unfortunately, no, I'm not able to get my workouts done. No, unfortunately, I'm not able to uh, to do those things that I was said to myself I was going to do. Those commitments I made to my caloric control. Those commitments I made to my movements, exercise, whatever. Nope, I'm not able to do those things because these things got in the way. If you've done that in the past, recently, you're missing the point of what this is all about. The point of transformation is not just physical. It's not just being a leaner version of the person you were because you can't continue to conduct yourself in exactly the same way you did and expect that your body is not gonna be a representation of that. If you have been a person of a lack of discipline, a lack of control, a lack of integrity, then you are going to have a body that reflects that. We touched on this previously. So therefore, why do we think that we can still be that person that is out of control, still allow life to run us, to run our days, to take the driving seat? Why do we still believe that we can do that, yet our body will reflect something different? I'm sorry if I'm shattering some dreams here, folks, but you can't have the body of your dreams. You cannot have a great physique unless you change the way you live. Now, don't get me wrong, if you're coming from a position of someone that is already fit and able and has a great foundation of a physique, is not particularly in the the wrong direction, but you would like to develop what you've already got, then, you know, potentially things are different. You don't have to make such a dramatic perennial shift in your life. However, if you're coming from a position of being overweight, carrying excess body fat, etc., then you are going to have to change the way you are living. There is an imposed demand that you are essentially placing upon yourself that you want to develop your physique. But in doing so, you are committing to change your mindset too. You need to change your relationship with food. You need to change your relationship with your own integrity, with your control, with your discipline. All of these things need to be evolved. They are all interlinked. It's like a weed, it Gets into everything. So you can't have one without the other. You can't just change your physique and expect that nothing's going to happen. But so many of us do. How many friends, even yourselves, how many people do you know that have done these temporary programs and have then put up pictures on Facebook or whatever and achieved this amazing physique? And then a year or so, two years later, they look back and they go, oh man, I miss those times. Why did I let that slip? And the reason for that is you paused yourself. You put yourself in a temporary environment. You adhered to temporary behaviors. You acted essentially out of character for a period of time to achieve a certain physique. Now, for all of you, clients included, that are listening to this, please take note of what I'm about to say because this bit is arguably the most important part of the podcast, but please do continue listening to the rest. You need to make sure... Right now, if you want to keep what you've achieved thus far, then all of the behaviours that you've done to achieve it need to begin being cemented. You need to look at what you're doing from an exercise, a movement, and a mindset perspective, a nutritional perspective too. And you need to recognise that these things have got to hang around, not necessarily the deficit, obviously. You haven't got a diet for the rest of your life. Maintenance calories are on the horizon once you achieve the goal and the deficit is no longer needed but the practices that you have taken on during the process of achieving a lot of them need to continue to be applied now most people think and hope get to my transformation could just go back to quote-unquote normal but normal's what got you here normal is that old relationship with food that you had which was detrimental to your health your, men- your mindset, mental health, physically. Transformation doesn't end when you hit a certain number on the scales or you fit into a certain piece of clothing. Yes, the specificity and the intensity reduce, but you have to stay vigilant. As I said in episode 56, the character traits of integrity, of discipline, of self-reflection, all of these things need to be in place to ensure that, you don't slip backwards because you will from time to time. There will be seasons, there will be moments, there'll be opportunities in life where you lose your way, potentially old habits creep back in, or old behaviors is probably the better way to put it. And you've got to be vigilant to make sure that those behaviors don't turn into the habits they once were. You've got to stay vigilant for the remainder of your days. You've got to have that fortitude because transformation, like I said, does not end Once you achieve the physique, because you have seen too many times, friends, family, colleagues, even yourselves, you've been there. You know what it looks like to achieve it, and then six months down the line go, what the fuck happened? You can't just change your body, you've got to change your mind too. And to turn this completely back to where we began The reason I speak about the said principle, specific adaptation to imposed demands, is because you need to adapt what you're doing in life. Your body and what you want to achieve and also what you want to keep, there's now a new imposed demand. It's going to take a little bit more upkeep to give you the most boring of fucking examples, but the best one I can give you... We moved into a new house and the back garden had grass, but the grass was very dry, was very kind of beaten up, didn't look like it had much life left in it. So I've spent the last eight weeks nurturing it, taking time to water it, to plant new seeds, to look after it to be really careful with the mowing, it's got now to a point where it doesn't need anywhere near as much attention as it did in the early days. I can essentially just water it when we get a dry a few days and just mow it once a week. But to get to that point, I have had to nurture it. And so, yes, when you achieve your goal, the intensity does drop. You don't have to give your body anywhere near as much focus as you did previously. But I can't just leave that lawn to do its own thing now. I can't just go, right, that will sort itself now because that's not how it works. I need to continue to look after it. And this is what we need to realize about our bodies and our own mental health and physical health. You can't just sideline it. There's a new demand, the demand of maintenance that is being imposed and we must adapt to that. And the funny thing is, What ends up happening when people do programs, diets, and I call them diets, and I'd like to differentiate the word diet because diet is very much a temporary approach, you know, as I was touching on previously, when you temporarily place yourself in an out-of-character situation. You know, you demonize food, you follow certain rules and protocols to achieve the physical transformation, and the mental one gets sidelined. You just Flick yourself into a different mental state for a period, hoping that you can then flick out of that state and everything will hang around. But as I mentioned, it won't. But what happens is when people do these programs and they lose the weight and then regain it, because like I said, they've adopted a temporary mindset, they like to go with the mantra of, ah, yeah, it didn't work for me. Didn't work for me. In actual fact, it did work. You just didn't immerse yourself into what the experience was all about. You didn't throw yourself in in the way that you should have done. You cheated the system. You just followed the rules of the program without truly encompassing the ethos of what it was all about. Folks, if you want to transform your body and you want to keep it transformed, you need to transform your mind. You need to transform your character. Because if you don't, guess what? You're getting fat again. This also goes hand in hand with people that... Begin programs, but then don't stick to them. Now, I'm not going to lie, I've experienced this a lot. I wish there was a specific question which I could ask someone at the beginning of their coaching journey to guarantee whether they are committed to what they're doing. But people lie, people are in different headspaces at certain times. So you can never trust what someone says truly in the beginning because you don't know how that person is going to be in two weeks time. You don't know them from Adam. I've had people where two weeks in, three weeks, four weeks, they're still the same person, still as fired up as they were in the beginning. I've had people that have gone quiet two weeks in, in spite of the fact that being really positive off the back of their consultation, that they were the person that was absolutely going to smash the hell out of it. Time is the best indicator of a person's character and willingness to change rather than anything else. People can be different people in moments, but they can't be different people over time. The true character shows through. And so with that circumstance, you get a lot of people that go, oh yeah, no, I tried that calorie deficit stuff. It just, it didn't work for me. I tried using my fitness power or anything like that. Yeah, it didn't work for me. No, it didn't work for you because you didn't actually do it. And rather than admit that, rather than have the quote unquote shame of saying, yeah, I tried it. It didn't work. You'd rather go, yeah, the program was the issue. And this is the really funny thing about what I do. My coaching program is so relaxed in that sense, because firstly, the principle is based on sound science. It's the fundamental principle that underlines all diets, which is a caloric deficit. You can't lose body fat without it. And I've touched on it in Fat Loss 101, a podcast I did a few times back. So if you want to go and listen to that, if you're not quite sure what I'm on about at this stage, then go for it. And the second part of my program is based around personalization and tailoring. Yes, there are certain things that I use to ensure that people adhere like my fitness pal, steps, etc. But that's not to say they're set in stone. All of my program needs to be adaptable. It all needs to be changeable for individuals because people are so different and varied. Therefore, my program essentially could look like whatever the client wanted it to look like. Whatever the client needed... Whatever was going to work for them to ensure that they saw results is what my program becomes. It's arguably the most fluid I could make it. There's got to be some structure to it, of course, but the program is adaptable. So when someone says to me, oh yeah, it just didn't work for me, it's like, it's definitely not the program. Because like I said, based on sound scientific principles, and if the approach we're taking isn't working for you, The only reason it didn't work for you is because you didn't stick your hand up and go, yeah, I need to tweak this. And that comes from a position of honesty because there is not a single client I've ever worked with that has said, Ella mate, yeah, I need some help. This isn't quite working for me. Can we adopt a different approach? Can we tweak things? I've never at one moment in my entire coaching career gone, no, sorry, my way or the highway. Like I said, there's fundamental structures we have to adhere to to make sure that people achieve what they want to achieve, have the structure, the direction, support, accountability that is needed. But at the end of the day, if anybody ever comes off the back of my programs and goes, it didn't work for me, it's because you didn't stick to it. It's that simple. It didn't work for me is the same as, yeah, I'm just busy right now. There is no real such thing as being too busy. If something is important for you, You will make the time because there are enough hours in the day and there is enough opportunity for you to do those things. You don't need to find extra time in your day. You don't need to create a 26-hour day. Instead, you need to look at your own time management. So I grouped them in the same category. But anyway, at this moment in time, I feel like I'm going off on a bit of a tangent. But you know what? these podcasts are based around essentially a conversation so let's go with it steering back to where we first began specific adaptation to the imposed demand is a fundamental principle that will rear its head in your entire life let's say you're single and you then live with your partner you move in together there's an imposed demand you're then sharing space So you need to adapt to that. Share half a wardrobe. You need to adapt to the way you guys look after the home. Two very different methods colliding under one roof. Children are a brilliant example of this. Not just in what I mentioned at the beginning in terms of our own growth from children to adults. But also in the form of the adaptations you have to make to your life to be able to raise children. So... When we use things like work as an excuse, time as an excuse, family, life, work, I mentioned work as an excuse, all of these things, what ends up happening is we create this automatic avenue. We create this road that we allow ourselves to go down of it's okay. We'll call it it's okay avenue. Because by saying, oh yeah, but I'm busy with work. Yeah, but family's getting in the way. That is you refusing to adapt the imposed demand. And the imposed demand is, hey, buddy, uh, yeah, you committed to transform yourself. You committed to do these things. And just to clarify, by the way, on my program, I get everybody to let me know what their ability is, what they can commit to. At no point do I say to someone, you must do this. Well, with the exception of my Mobile Moist program, but even that is a little bit fluid. And therefore, the program is created essentially by the client themselves. We agree on a commitment and I let them know if that commitment is going to be sufficient to be able to achieve what they want to achieve. Anyway, I digress. By saying, you know, oh no, sorry buddy, you've committed to what you want to achieve, you've committed to your transformation, you've committed to do this movement, this exercise, control your calories in this way, you've committed to transform yourself, you knew your work was there and you knew your work could get busy. Oh, and by the way, you knew you had kids, so therefore that was all there too by essentially going yeah i've just i've not had a chance this week things have been crazy you are essentially jumping in your car and taking a big old trip down it's okay avenue you are trying to say to yourself it's okay because you know work it's okay but family okay let's go right back full circle to why you began this journey in the first place you did it because let's look at your uh, let's look at your consultation what was it what was your your emotional reasons for wanting to begin this journey I want to be fitter for my family. I want to see my children walk down the aisle, or my daughters walk down the aisle. I want to be there to play with my kids. I want to create a better work-life balance. Hmm. See where I'm going with this? This is why motivation is bullshit, because it doesn't last. Motivation is just that initial kind of drive forwards. It's the emotion behind what you're doing, which must drive you forwards, and that drives character or your adapt, uh, your changing character, integrity, discipline, as I touched on in, in 56. That is driven by what is truly important to you. The most important thing for me are my children, and so I'm going to create a framework in my life that makes me a disciplined dad, not with them, but with myself. Makes me a man of integrity. Why? Because that's who I want them to be. I want them to be good people. And to be good people, you have to be disciplined. That gets you achieving shit. You've got to have work ethic. And of course, you've got to have integrity. So when you take a trip down It's Okay Avenue, you are sacrificing all of the things that you initially said were important to you. Instead of adapting to this new imposed demand of, yep, sorry work's got busy, but you're gonna to have to juggle that along with the things that you wanna do. But good news, looking after yourself nutritionally and physically is actually gonna put you in a better headspace. Your brain will work better. Your body will work better in that stressful circumstance. You'll deal with stress better and you will think clearer. Therefore, the work that you are so, so bombarded with, you'll actually do a better job. So good news. If you're busy, that's a good thing. Not just because you've now got a more, you know, if you continue to keep up these practices, of course. You've got a better foundation to work from than you would have done previously. But also, being busy is pretty good for controlling hunger. You don't really get much of a chance to think, let alone sit and eat food. Not that food's a bad thing, but you get where I'm coming from. So, to bring episode 58 to a close it's important that we adapt. Adaptation is fundamental to your growth as an individual and by committing to transform your body, you are inadvertently committing to transform your mind too. Unless you literally just want to achieve a temporary result and you don't give a flying fuck what happens to your body afterwards. If that's you, then you're probably on the wrong podcast. But we've all got to stop using work, life, kids, family, all of these things as an excuse for not looking after ourselves. Because all of these things, if they're so important that we're going to sideline ourselves, our own health, physically and mentally, to deal with them. If work is so important that you're going to sideline everything, every commitment you made to yourself, If you're going to sideline all those things because it's that important, then surely you want to do the best job of doing it. And if you want to do the best job of doing it, commit to what you started. Finish what you started. Continue the exercise. Adapt. Change your training times. Adapt your days. Sorry, you can't wing it for lunch anymore. You're going to have to start prepping your lunch. But good news. To achieve what you want to achieve each and every day, Christ, depending on the person, depending on the goals, you might only need 10 minutes out of your day. For me personally, when it comes to meal planning, exercise, and I guess eating those meals and cooking those meals and everything included, I would say I literally need about an hour and a half. I'm a fast eater. Hour and a half per day, which I easily find because I get up earlier and there's my adaptation. I adapted to the imposed demand. I got up earlier. Don't be one of those people that goes, yeah, I tried it. It didn't work for me because it's a caloric deficit. If it didn't work for you, then you're either an anomaly of physics and you need to head straight to NASA because they're going to want to fucking study you, or yeah, you fell foul of the commitment that you set yourself in the first place. So adapt, folks. Remember the said principle. Specific adaptations to imposed demand or to the imposed demand. You are going to get this crop up throughout the rest of your days. There are going to be imposed demands left, right and center with every week, with every day, with every month, with every year that passes in your life. You need to learn to adapt. Because if you don't, you're going to achieve fuck all and I don't want that for you. If you are here, if you're on episode 58 of this podcast, then that tells me you're the, kind, the type of person that wants to be the better version of you, that wants to become the best version of you. If you're listening to these podcasts, that tells me that you are on this journey of transformation and you need help, that you're one of those people which needs a little bit of guidance, be it just audibly from these podcast or more. And like I said, if you need help, reach out. If these podcasts are all that serves you, then that's cool. Please go and review them on iTunes, okay? Let's snowball some reviews within the next week. And if you guys do that, I'll give you a double bill next week. How's that? Okay, I'll give you episode 59 and 60 next week if you snowball the reviews on Apple Podcasts. So folks, that's it for me. Thank you for your time, as always. Thank you for your ears. And as always, when it comes to life everything you're doing when it comes to adaptation when it comes to thinking that things are getting in the way adapt yes but when it comes to adapting it's a good idea to run it through this filter accept those things which you cannot change have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference and i will hopefully see you on 59 and 60 i'll definitely see you on 59 but go on folks let's get those reviews in okay and if you enjoyed this one, or if there's anything you'd like to add, or any particular topics, episodes you'd like me to cover in the future, then do me a favor, head over to Moys on Instagram and drop me a message. If there is a specific topic that you would like me to cover, then I would love to cover it. These podcasts are for your ears. Folks, see you next time. Toodles!